This episode of the Bar Star Podcast is proudly brought to you by Louisville Music Studios. Located at 4220 Trio Avenue in Louisville, Kentucky. Zip code is 40219. And the phone number for booking is 502-693-7462. Louisville Music Studios is awesome. That is where my home base is for my new secret project. And uh, they have been amazing. The staff is amazing. David Payne has worked on a really, really cool concept and brought it to life. Uh, And he is constantly making changes over there. It's an awesome place. You guys need to go check it out because not only is it an awesome place, but they're giving away something for free. David and I had a conversation and he decided to extend our offer with a two-hour minimum. If you call that number for booking to book some rehearsal time, you will get your first hour for free. Free shit. Who doesn't like free shit? We're musicians. Most of us are broke. So check them out. If you have not checked out Louisville Music Studios yet, you need to. Like I've said before, you can go in and rehearse for a couple hours. You can rehearse for an afternoon. You can set up a monthly rental so you can have a home base to work on I don't know secret projects whatever you want to so Louisville Music Studios is awesome you need to go check them out staff is amazing the gear is amazing the room is amazing I love them they love me and uh, everything is just sunshine and fucking puppies oh yeah enjoy this episode of the show The Bar Star Podcast, hosted by Stephen O'Reilly is a podcast about working musicians their friends and their opinions Stephen is a musician in Louisville, Kentucky, who has... Wait a second. This guy's a drummer, not a real musician? Somebody gave a drummer a microphone for his voice? The hell? Unreal. Unbelievable. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am your host, Stephen O'Reilly. I want to thank you guys for coming back once again to hang out with my silly ass. I appreciate the support. You guys are awesome, and uh, I've got something cool for you to do. I'm giving you guys homework. Not yet, though. You're going to have to wait. I hope everybody had a good week. I hope everybody is doing well, and as always, I hope you guys went out and did some shit. Please take a second to check out my sponsor, Prophecy Inc., located in the fabulous Highlands in Louisville, Kentucky. Go in the shop, mention the Bar Star Podcast, you will get 10% off your tattoo by any artist in the shop, not just Travis. And check out my new sponsor, Louisville Music Studios, located at 4220 Trio Avenue. Call the number for booking, which I think there was an ad at the beginning of the show. Could be wrong. Pretty positive it was there. Call the number for booking, and you will receive, with a two-hour minimum, your first hour of rehearsal time for free. Free shit. So 10% off your tattoo, and free shit. Look at that. All right, so I've got something cool. i got a favor to ask of you guys. And this one's super easy. I'm going to give you all homework. You all, as in all of you, plural. Not y'all, but you all. Most of you guys shop on Amazon. You get your music, your movies, your cat toys, because apparently Sebastian knows I'm recording right now, so he decides to ring his bell because he's a fucking asshole. 
but he's a cute asshole, so whatever. You get all of your stuff from Amazon. Most people shop on Amazon. So what I am asking you guys to do for your homework assignment is before you go to Amazon, go to my website, barstarpodcast.com. At the bottom left-hand corner of every page, there will be a link to Amazon, and it will take you straight there. You're basically going to Amazon by walking through my front door. It's kind of weird. I like it, but it's kind of weird. So you're going to use me to get to Amazon. See? You fuckers are using me. God. I love it. Uh, If you do that, all it does is it gives a little kickback to me for advertising for Amazon. So I am officially advertising for Amazon now. That's kind of cool, kids. Thank you all very much. You helped. But if you would help me out, it just gives a little bit of a kickback to me so I can put more money in the show. I got to buy new equipment because I keep breaking shit because I am a fucking Neanderthal. And don't forget, once you use the Amazon link on my website to find all your favorite books, movies, entertainment, cat toys, whatever the fuck you buy, all your sex toys and shit, don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. You can bookmark it so you'll never have to go there again. Just go in your little bookmark and just clicky-clicky away. Now, I don't really know how bookmarks work on phones and tablets and all that garbage, but I know a lot of you motherfuckers use laptops, and that's kind of the same deal. So anyway... If you bookmark it and just keep up with it, uh, it just helps me out. And like I said, they give me a kickback to help promote the show and bring you more swag than t-shirts. Hopefully, that is the goal. So you guys can have some cool shit to uh, pimp me out because I'm a bum. Now, today's episode is with my buddy, Bo Swanger. Or as I call him, Schwanger. I like to say the CH and the H and the CH and the stuff and the thing and all, even though it's not really there, just because it annoys the shit out of him. Bo and I have been friends for about 10, 12, 13 years, something like that. Uh, and we've only met in person once. And I thought we never met in person at all, which Bo will explain that story because he's got a much better memory than I do. Bo is a drummer. He's a professional drummer, lives in Seattle, Washington. And uh, he's a really cool dude. And when I was at NAMM, I uh, I wanted to hook up with him and, and get him on the show because he's got a cool story. Actually, he's that dude's got fucking stories for days. But he's got a cool story. He's done some really, really cool shit in his life. And I wanted him to share some of that stuff with me. And in turn, I can share it with you. So I am not going to ramble anymore. Make sure you check out my website. Use the door to Amazon. And buy a t-shirt while you're there. Schlepping shit all the time. That's it. I got nothing else. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And uh, let you guys hear my conversation with the one and only from Seattle, Washington. By way of Anaheim, California. On the fifth floor of the Hilton Hotel. By a pool. In a giant chess game. In a giant Jenga game. And a bunch of really drunk motherfuckers. My buddy, Bo Swanger. Where the fuck are we? We are at the Hilton. Yep, we're at the Hilton. At Fifth my floor. favorite spot. In in Bo's favorite spot. This is this is my favorite spot because you, you come out of the show, you come out of NAM and, and, and it's just nuts. It, it, there's so much going on. You're getting pulled left and right. You're, it, it, not only that, you see something cool. It's like, oh, I want to see that. But you get Squirrel. pulled left and right again. Squirrel. And mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, <laughs> and you get so busy and you're tied up in where you want to go and after the show you just need a moment to breathe and i found this spot and 
I found it like five, six years ago, and nobody was here. Nice. It was the most peaceful thing. It is very quiet. The The show I did uh, yesterday with my buddy Andrew, we did it in front of Starbucks, and it was loud. And uh, I actually, for shits and giggles, I walked around Nam for probably 20 minutes yesterday <coughs> with my mic just hanging out. And get, I walked through drum hell just for the Just fuck getting of it. that noise. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> to get it. So you are a one Mr. Bo Schwanger. Yes, that's me. I can't say it normally. I have to put the H in it, even though there's not one there. It's Schwanger. I've heard it all. I've heard Swagner, Swinger. That's a good one for a drummer. That is a good one for that's a drummer. That's a great one for a drummer. Yeah, maybe but, you should change it. Well, uh. <laughs> well uh, no. Uh. <laughs> You know, folk, you're not the first one to tell me that, actually. Well, you do have a cool logo. Which one? On I, a coffee cup. I do. That's pretty fantastic. There's actually a hilarious story to that. Well, we will tell that story. <laughs> we can start with that story first because I had it wrong this entire time. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yes. Most of my listeners know that I, I talk about my wife, Stacy all the time. I'm only saying that so you know that I do. I talk uh, about my wife all the time. In fact, that's one of the first things that comes up in conversation. True. But I also met on the show. But I told her that we met online and I was fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And with Fucking wrong. And, and it's funny because I just told my wife the other day about how I have a memory that I don't know how to explain. It, it's like... Dude, that's a I'll, good thing because my memory blows. <laughs> and I have a fucking podcast. My memory blows. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, like, like, I have so many situations happen. I see multiple people every day. And you're constantly on. You're constantly being friendly and professional. And, you know, some things just slip through the cracks. That's true. And, and, and the thing about it is I can go years upon years without seeing somebody. And I see him again. And... I'll be like, oh, dude, you remember that one time? And, you know, whatever that case may be. Right. And next thing you know, memories of details, like detailed that's memories crazy. just keep flowing back and flowing back. See, and, now, and that's kind of like what happened with you and I. Right. And I can I can recall stuff once something gets triggered. But I think, and I I, it, I could be wrong, but I think Stacy, who is sitting beside us, doesn't she look good today, by the way? <laughs> She's way better looking than you are. <laughs> Duh. Fucking think I married up, dude. I'm not stupid. We all do. Uh, we yes. all marry up. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> married up because your wife's hot. Yes, she is. Um, I, I think it, it, it's, it's funny because she had told me one time, it's not so much that I have a bad memory. I just shove shit out of my head because I find it insignificant. Fair enough. Because I can recall, like I could sit down behind my drums right now, and I could play a song that I haven't played in twenty years. Oh, and dude. I could I could probably get it ninety percent right. Oh, dude, you're you know totally what I mean, right? Especially when it comes to the drums, and and I I think a lot of it since I've been a music instructor, I've learned that drums is a primal thing, and not only Very. does your muscle memory kick in, your coordination and independence kicks back in, but like you like you were just saying, it's like something you haven't played yeah. forever. It I just can, I can right recall back. it, yeah. And there's so many times where I played with a few artists in Colorado mm -hmm. where I'll go, you know, I have to chart out all these songs and you're kind of like freaking out and going, oh, wait, is that kick drum there or is that there or is that this? Oh, wait, is that the rack tom or, or whatever the case might be? Right. And you finally get it right and you play it and you feel good about it and then you go two or three months without playing with them and you're afraid your next gig with them, you need the chart. 
And you don't. And you don't. No. You, <laughs> and, just, you sit down and you play. And there was this uh, there was this artist in Seattle that I played with when I was like fourteen, and I I met her on a on a gig at I I can't even remember where, and she asked me to play on her record, and I played on the record. I mean, it, I personally didn't really like the record, but I as I've done a, those gigs. Yeah. But you know, I was a hired gun. And my job was to play drums on her record to yep. her liking, not mine. Yep. And if you have that mindset, I think you'll be successful as well, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. I, I, I swallow my pride on a lot of things I get hired for. And I don't say that oh, sure. arrogantly or shitty. It's, it's know, a fact. It, oh, you're absolutely right. But on this one record, there were some songs I showed my wife and I said, honey, I found this record I played on. And she goes, I don't like that guitar. Or I don't like that, that background vocal. Or I don't like that snare drum that it wasn't the right one for the time and i'm like wow you're starting (laughs) 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 and uh and so i i i got a kick and i went you know what i'm gonna put this on on my headphones and i'm gonna see if i could play along to it and sure enough i felt really good about what i was able to do with it after not even hearing the record and it just goes to show you that you know it 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 comes back, and it comes back naturally once you start to gain control of your coordination and independence. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. And your muscle memory. That's really it. It, it is. It, the majority of it's muscle memory, and I think, like I said with her, with, with Stacy telling me, I, I throw I throw details out because there's music details, business details. I'm all about it. But everyday shit, I just forget because I, I think she's right. I just throw it out of my head because you and I – and you're going to tell this. I want you to tell the story of how we met. But you and I have had a quote-unquote online relationship for 10 years. You, oh, yeah. And so I forgot that we actually <laughs> did meet in person. And, and the funny thing is, is I remember meeting in person, mm-hmm. but I didn't you remember a whole lot of conversations we had online. So it's like we're, the, right. we're, we're like the opposite, but, you know, put us together. We got the whole story. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a, B, we'll meet in the middle. So how yeah. did we meet? I, w- I want you to tell a story. So we were... Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, we were in Nashville. I believe it was either 07 or 08. Yeah, it was 07 or 08. I feel like it was 08. And we were attending uh, the Summer Nash... No, NAM show. Summer NAM show. Mm-hmm. Not the Summer Nash show. Summer, <laughs> summer Nash. NAM. Yeah. NAM. Somebody qu- are you are you going to that nom thing? Was, dude, oh, don't gosh. fucking talk to me. Go away. Anyway, oh go ahead. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so um, we met at at the show and uh, through uh, an acquaintance through a company. Yes, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, three um, people will get that, and that's all that matters to me. <laughs> There's a lot of dude. I get emails and texts all the time. Dude, what does that one thing mean you said on the show last week? I'm not going to tell you. If you don't know what it means, it wasn't for you. <laughs> oh man, the laughs! I love it. Anyway, uh, so we met, and we had a we had a great night on the town. Uh, mm-hmm. We went out, um, you know. We're seeing Nashville, and uh, then I think it was like the the next day of the show uh, of the Nam show. We hung out a little bit, maybe walked the floors, possibly. Yeah, I, th- I think so because when you were telling me earlier, when I got when, I, when we met you up here earlier, 
Um, I, when you were recalling that, I started to piece it together in my head, and I remember us. Exactly. We, we hung out the next day. It's like all the was, pieces come together for me. Yeah, because I was there for, that was my second NAMM show in Nashville, and I was there for both days. Or for three, all three days. Yeah. Then it was 07, because that was my first NAMM, uh, summer NAMM show. Yeah. And uh, So we're out on the town, and next day we do our thing. And then we go our separate ways, and we're doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I'm all by myself. I'm walking through a bar in Nashville, and I run into you, and I'm like, dude, let's hang out. Yep. And you're like, dude, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> and most people that know me well enough that are in the circle, so to speak, they know, I never complain. She'll tell you I don't complain about anything. So if I tell you I was tired, I was about to fall on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I said to you, I was like, well, are you okay at drive? Oh, yeah. And you're like, dude, I'm stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> My wife now, has a built-in DD. She gets it. Now, now here's a, I'll tell you that story. I'll tell you another story. Uh, the reason why I asked you if you were okay to drive was because is uh, I was staying in the hotel with that said person. And they Everybody. told me they were leaving a, a, you know, a day later than they actually were. So I was out of a hotel. So I said, are you okay to drive? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, my, I said, well, my flight's in like three hours. You want to go to the bar and let me drink and you be the designated driver? And uh, so I went up and I had a couple beers and you took me to the airport. I did, according <laughs> to you. And you have no reason to lie, so I will believe it. Well, and the funny thing about it is... Because I probably actually left there and went home, because I was in Louisville. Yeah, that's not that far drive. No, uh. Uh-uh. And <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing is like, like I keep thinking to myself, "Wow, that was quick thinking on your feet there." Yep. <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> hey, I, I've known this dude all of twelve hours. He's sober. He can take me to the airport. <laughs> oh man. That and, suit. And, and what's dude, great? Dude, wait, stop. Look at that suit. What you the know, fuck would you call that? That is a borderline camouflage flower suit. Wow. The things you see at NAM. Now, on that okay, Ooh, on whew. on that note, on that note, okay, I give a lot of relationship advice to my guy friends. And one thing that I have always said is that you as a man, if you put on a suit, magic will happen. Oh, absolutely. Everybody knows well, I shouldn't say everybody. Most people that know me know I'm into fashion. Oh, I yeah, me too. Very me too. well. Yes, you do. I see your pictures. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. I stalk you, dog. Shoot. <laughs> Girl, please. <laughs> yes, <Anyway>. queen. Yeah. <laughs> but no, a well-tailored suit to women is what lingerie is to men. Yes, but that was not a well-tailored suit. I don't know what the fuck that was. What I want to know is why was that girl following him? Mm, touche. Anyway, back to us. <laughs> Maybe I should get one of those suits. Oh, wait. No, can't do that. No, dude, no. I'm, no. T- I'm going to tell you as your friend, no. No. Well, you can't either. Oh, I don't want it. Although I did go shopping today, and I struck out. I have figured, hey, we're in Anaheim. We're going to go shopping. Missy Pants over here got some badass sequin chucks, and I struck out. She doesn't have them on right now. She's got on her. I don't even know what those are, it's but those are fucking awesome. I was awesome. noticing your, your chucks earlier. Oh, yeah, I do have my sparkly those are, chucks. Now, on. my wife would say that you're wearing bedazzles. Like, those are shimmering in the light. They are. They're glittery. Oh, my God, they're my, so my, cute. My thing, <laughs> my dad... And my mom used to make fun of me all the time because I would like to dress up. I would go out and I'd spend hundreds of dollars on jeans. For me, my thing is jeans. 
I love designer jeans. Mm. And um, I'll tell you how I got started on designer jeans. I was on a gig in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And it was a gig for a governor. Which, for my listeners, that's where you live now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in Seattle. Uh, I was in Colorado for the longest time, and uh, but my career started in Seattle. Anyway, I was on a gig, and uh, the uh, attire that we were to wear was very specific. And it, it was a pretty fancy gig. And um, they took us and got us fit and measured and everything. And I showed up to the gig, and in the green room... Uh, was a stack of clothes with my name on it. And there was a pair of Dolce & Gabbana jeans. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Those are fancy. I still have them. No shit? I do. Nice. They have holes in everything. And my wife has said, why don't you get rid of those? I said, honey. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Woman, watch your mouth. I mean, <laughs> but like they, uh, I, and I tried them on and I became a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ever since then, it's like, you know, people go, why do you spend good money on jeans? Dude, they make you feel amazing. They make you feel so much confident. And a, lo- a, a lot of my close friends rag me all the time. They're like, dude, you like the picture I posted today of you and I. Oh, yeah, Facebook. today. I had a couple people comment on my tie. You're like, you damn right. That fucking I tie is badass. I saw that. That tie was awesome. I was like, dang, I should have worn a tie. It was called a, that that company is called Noose and Monkey. It's called what? Noose and Monkey. Noose and Monkey. Isn't that a cool name for a tie company? That is a noose, noose, noose and monkey. That's brilliant. I know, right? That's brilliant marketing. I know. But anyway, with these jeans anyway, things, yes. you're talking about your shoes. Oh, I have a thing for shoes. My thing is shoes. My Fucking thing is jeans. especially. I, I love diesel jeans, right? And they become harder and harder and fine locally. My wife and I, we went out to like a Nordstrom rack. It's like, oh, this is a store where all the stuff from Nordstrom's comes and it's a little cheaper, but it's the same thing. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I went into Nordstrom rack today. What I was going to tell you is I found a badass sport coat. $1,200. Totally worth it. I, it was, but I'm not paying that. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, neither would I. <laughs> not going to happen. No. But the, you find not gonna happen. You find that one article of clothing that just makes you feel amazing. You feel more confident. You feel more capable of your abilities that you've honed and skilled. I'm totally gonna do a podcast. No, no, look at that. Oh Lord! Is how fucking okay, pit, okay, beautiful okay, okay. is that? Okay, I might even have to post. That. I'll post this on the show. Yeah, post, the show post this on the show. Okay. Now I'm 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 holding the phone, uh, your phone, with this picture. Okay. Now, one thing that I have always said on on a, the completely different topic <laughs> is that I love the fact that I married a woman who has a completely different taste in music than I do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I made Give a that back. Yeah, you're gonna find the nudes. <laughs> Wait, I'm just kidding. There's no nudes on my phone. <laughs> She's not paying attention. Carry on. Did you? Did you notice that like awkward moment of silence right there? That that yeah, death stare that she just gave you. Yeah. yeah. And then back to her phone. Oh yeah. Delete. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> no. No, you get it. <laughs> Wait. What? Damn it. But I'm. Yeah. Anyway, so my wife, you know, she has. I went through her iPod. I'm like, well, who the hell is that band? Oh, I know that. Oh, Katy Perry. No, no. right. Okay. She introduced me to a band that I absolutely fell in love with, a band called The Struts. I love, fucking love The Struts. In fact, 
10, 15, maybe 20 episodes ago. I don't know how many. I did a kind of a uh, one of my sections, which we're not going to do. We're just going to shoot the shit. Yeah. But in my section, what am I listening to? I went and saw them at a place called Mercury Ballroom in Louisville, and they blew Ooh, my yeah. fucking mind. The, they're the, amazing they're, It was live. an amazing show. And and one of my kids, one of my students, I often refer to them as my kids. Uh, I used to. And, and you, you don't know this. I quit teaching. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, how I did. Come? We'll talk about that in a second. Carry on. Yeah. Anyway, so it got to the point where I would like this band and I would want to hear them more. And one of my kids said, one of my students said, introduce me to a new band. I was like, okay, what's introduce you to Strats? Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, this kid's playing this tune, which awesome. Oh, yeah. And so I started to like this band so much more. And we finally got to see them live. And I will tell you that polished musicians. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely polished They're musicians. They're fucking flawless. And Luke Spiller, their lead singer, you look at the guy and he's like... He, it, he it, it's oozes like, rock star. It, it's like Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson had a had a kid. Oh, you were half right. <laughs> On my show, I said if, if, if uh, Freddie Mercury and uh, Mick Jagger had a kid. I, I will agree with that as well. That's that that is also a good illustration. Yep, that's but, what I, that's what I that's how I describe him. That dude's a fucking beast. Oh, totally. And it's gotten to the point that not only am I starting to listen to them more, I'm watching their videos and uh, Gethin, their drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, after learning his parts and teaching them, it's like he's a phenomenal player. Oh, he is. He um, when I went and saw him, my cymbal rep, uh, my Sabian rep, Bob Rupp. He had texted me and he said, if you're going to see the struts, you need to go hook oh, up yeah. with the drummer. And I couldn't get in to the backstage. They were being kind of, not the band, the guys at Mercury Ballroom. My Louisville people will know what I'm talking about. They were being kind of douchey. But he was talking about how what of a good drummer he was. And when I went to the show and I watched him, I was like, yeah, that dude's fucking awesome. And he's a Sabian guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's, it's amazing how much I kind of engulfed myself in this band. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I've, I've said before, it's really hard to get me to go to concerts, and a lot of it is is some you know I have tinnitus. That's where your ears don't stop ringing, huh? And you know, <laughs> yeah, huh? Right? She's watched. She's watched it bring it to bring me to my knees before. She she understands it, thankfully, or unfortunately, whichever however you want to look at it. <laughs> I have I have tinnitus as well. Yeah, and it drives me insane. But mm-hmm. like going to shows between the tinnitus and just like looking at the production mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like just going back on the road mm-hmm. and and whatever now my friends bands will come in i'll go see them or you know if it's a band i've always wanted to see and uh i'll go like if it's fleetwood mac i've always wanted to see fleetwood mac or the right. eagles or something like that but the struts my wife was like okay we're gonna go to the show and then, and i fell in love with the band oh yeah and it got I want her to go see him too. And and we were talking about fashion and everything. I was out looking for these awesome jeans before Nam, and I saw this sparkly suit coat of all different colors, had flowers and bedazzles on it. And I snapped a picture of it and I sent it to my wife, and I said, "Huh, I'm embracing my Luke Spiller." <laughs> right. Well, she works at Starbucks, and she can never answer anything. They're just so busy there. Oh yeah. And uh, she comes home, and I said, "Hun, did you see my text?" She looks and she goes, why the hell did you not buy that? (laughs) (laughs) So we saw that guy walking with that girl over there and that, what the heck kind of suit are you wearing? Totally brought that back. And I thought, well, maybe I should wear that because maybe she likes the struts. (laughs) Right. Oh, I'm going to get him to do a story from the stage for sure. 
Stace, my director, Stacy, is, is giving me direction. <laughs> I love it. No, don't you look at me like that. It's a good thing. Do you want my jacket? All right, fine. We are sitting outside, and I have noticed, or, or Stacy and I have noticed, the weather in Anaheim is beautiful, but when the sun goes down, it gets cold fast here. It really does. It's and weird. Yeah. And However, today it was fucking 80 degrees in January. It was 80 degrees? It hit 80 today. Oh, now I, I know why people come to California and I mean, praise I, the weather. I get it. Inside the venue today, wearing a suit coat and dress shirt, I hit 80. I mean, it was hot. Oh, inside the venue, it was yeah. fucking 180. Oh, God. Especially in drum hell. And loud. Oh, yeah. Well, we were we were here all day yesterday, most of the day Thursday, and I came today by myself, and I was I only hung out for probably three hours today, and I was done. I texted her. I said, I'm coming back to the hotel. Let's go do some stuff. Or as I say on my show, let's go do some shit. But I, I, just, I was done with it today. I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm over it. Yeah. But then, yeah. then I texted you, and you're like, dude, I got to go hang out. Oh, well, I... Fuck you. Don't even start that <laughs> shit with me. I messaged you. It's been you, 10 years. I messaged you months ago. I okay, know. not months ago. And I said, hey, I'm going to be at NAM. Will you do my show? And you said, yes. Yeah. And what is the first thing I said when we walked up on the street? Let's do it tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we have to do it tonight because we apparently fly out early in the morning. You know what happened to me early in the morning the other day? Or, well, hold on. You were sleeping? No. It, it's like a Nam tradition for me. Is the day before Nam, I don't go to sleep. I don't. And I did I, that too. And I do the whole entire show. Then I come up here where we're at now, and I hang out, and I meet my friends, and we have some beers or whatever. But with this whole shutdown thing and getting through security mm-hmm. at Nam, and getting on the plane and checking on baggage and all this and everything, I decided I'm just going to carry on my baggage. Right. I get to the gate, and I have... A perfectly sized checked bag. Right. I put it in the little metal thing where they measure it and it fit just fine. I measured at home just to be safe, make sure everything got home and everything. I get to the gate and they're like, yeah, we're going to check that. And I said, well, it fit okay. And I'm like, well, it's a smaller plane. I'm like, well, I'm getting on first. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> I am literally the first one on the plane. There's not room. <laughs> Did you just use the L word? Huh? You just used the L word. Love? No. Literally. Literally. That's that's my deal on my show. Literally. If you use the L word, you got to do it that way. It, it, okay, Try it. You can do it. I got faith in you. Literally. It was all right. Okay, it was okay. Kind of a lame attempt, but so I'll, I'll I, let it slide. I know you guys want a story because I have great stories. Well, before we get to the well, story, well, no, th- this is kind of related to that. Oh shit! All right, go ahead. I am horrible at accents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible at them too, but I still do them because they amuse me. <laughs> now, there was one time my in-laws and my wife and I, uh, when they get together, they're full-on hilarious. Okay. Right. Uh, and they love speaking in a British accent. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, Bo, try. And I'm like, I have a spot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah, don't ever do that again. <laughs> no. In fact, you get a pass on the literally, too. Just, just Thank you. You're welcome. No. Literally, thank yeah. you. I'll, <clears throat> I'll do it for you. <clears throat> 
No problem, Bo. I've got you from here on out. You do not have to do that anymore. Literally. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I tell you that to tell you this story. I am in Denver, and my wife and I went shopping at Bed Bath & Beyond. I love your face. <laughs> <laughs> right? And we get in the car, and I get my Bluetooth on, and... You know, you know, as as a professional musician, one of your main tools is your cell phone. Uh huh. Your cell phone is always on. Mm-hmm. And I get a call, and it's, it's another drummer in Denver, and he was playing Red Rocks. <laughs> and he calls me up, and says, "Hey, you want to go to the show?" Yeah. I oh, Red go. Rocks. Yeah. Duh, of course I do. And and so he goes, "Dude, what are you up to?" And I said, "Oh, we just went to Bed Bath and Beyond." And my wife <laughs> lost it laughing. And I'm sitting here going, honey, I'm on the phone with the professional right now. We're talking about Red Rocks, you know, <laughs> drum solos and coming out on stage and possibly doing something. And, and she's losing it laughing. I'm going, why are you laughing? And so finally I hung up the phone and I agreed we're going to go to Red Rocks. And, and I said, honey, why are you laughing? She goes, that's the best accent you ever had. And you didn't mean to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Bed Bath and Beyond. And for those Jenga Jenga down. Jenga. Jenga down. Full size Jenga down. Yeah. Um is that, okay. what that, is, that what, is that what that's game called? Yeah. Jenga. Oh god, I'm it's old. It's Jenga with the big that. blocks. Uh, although I do like the full size chess board over there on the ground. I thought about playing that, but then I realized I don't know how to play chess, and then I realized I'm not a man because I don't know how to play chess. That's so okay. We can be non-men together because I don't know how to play chess either. But we did see some long-haired dude go over there and pick up one of the knights, the dude that looks like a horse, put it between his legs, and his girlfriend took a picture of it, and that was fucking funny. That is funny. And the only thing I know about <laughs> chess is just like in marriage, the queen protects the king. That is so true. Ah, oh, that was a good one. She missed it. Damn it. Woman. My wife knows it. He said the only thing that he knows about chess is the queen protects the king, just like in life. Mm -hmm. See? You won't believe how many times my wife tells me our code word. And our code word is, and I quote, triple meat. Triple meat. And I'll tell you here's... Honey, I am so sorry for... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. I am so sorry for my new friend Stacy and what she just said. <laughs> Let's edit that out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nope, that is too fucking good. All right, so I'll, I'll tell you the story. I have a buddy. His name's Sky Warden. Some know him as Kalen. Him and I have been best friends for over a decade. We also both teach at the same school. And uh, we also used to work at Guitar Center together. Gotcha. And oftentimes at Guitar Center, we would go to lunch. And if you know me, I don't eat a whole lot of, lot of vegetables. I, I just don't. So, you know, I see, like, my parents getting these vegan sandwiches, and I'm just like, ugh. So you eat meat with a side of meat? Yeah. You're yeah. that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> and so we went to Kalen. Like a meat with a side of meat? <laughs> oh, yeah. You won't believe how many times I get frustrated going to barbecue joints. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, and, and oh, God, this is like funny. 12 years ago. We go to a Jimmy John's, me and Kaylin. We also brought our uh, our, our boss, Preston, and I, I got the gargantuan sandwich, which is just like tons of meat. 
and I always used to get double meat. And Kaylin goes, when are you going to get triple meat? And I said, today. And you guys are doing it too. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, they did. And here I am. I'm just, I ate the whole thing. I ate just fine. Even ate the chips. You know? And here they're like, we got a clock in in like 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And so Kaylin told that to my wife, that story. And so that became our code word. The the code word is triple meat. That's awesome. The code word is triple meat. Okay, I do have some questions for you. Sure. Because there are a few things I don't know about you. What that pants you wear? I'm just kidding. What? What pants? Motherfucker, it's oh. too cold out here for not wearing pants today. They're diesels. Girl, mm. don't play. <laughs> I got on my skinny girl pants, fucking Levi's with my chuckles. <laughs> um, how long have you been playing drums? I have been playing drums since I was six years old. And how do you know? Because I can't uh, math very well. And don't fucking lie to me. One. I'll be. You know I'm 31. I'll be 32 this year. And I had to think You're about that. You're only 32. Uh, I, I will be here this soon. Yeah. You're a fucking baby. Well, we're old. I've had a lot of injuries, so I'm old too. I'm still older than you, and you'll never be as old as me because by the time you're my age, I'll be way older. Well, that's just duh. Duh. I am 44. And still looking just as good. I love you for that. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. <laughs> no, uh, I've been playing since how I was How do six. you think she is? And I'm not going to tell you on the mic, but how do you think she is? Okay, this is one of those moments when every man put in this position should do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's simply... Why I, that's why I did it. <laughs> and that's simply stop and think. Okay? Good boy, you're learning. I think you're 18. <laughs> Because you might have just got your driver's license and got a car. Yeah. See? There's many reasons why I like you. Okay, so you've been playing since you were six. I've been playing since I was six. And the story actually goes like this. Um, there was a band called Five Iron Frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were a, this Christian ska punk band. And they came and volunteered at some work that my dad was doing and all that stuff. And they invited us to their show on Halloween night at the Ozalon Theater in Denver, Colorado. And we went. Right. It was a huge show. And lots of people. And I'm just this little kid. And there's a mosh pit going on. Crowd surfing and all that. And uh, Reese, the lead singer, didn't want me to get hurt. So he put me on the edge of the stage. And security came over and was like, band members only on stage. And Reese goes, well, he's a member of the band. <laughs> and they're they're arguing back and forth and they say okay well at least get him a chair and so then uh andy andrew verdecchio he's the man responsible for me becoming a drummer uh brought over his bass drum case and sat it next to the drum riser and picked literally picked me up with both of his hands and set me on the on the bass drum case literally yeah i got you keep going literally Oh look! Oh, that's not bad. That was, no, that was good. That was better. That was better. Hey, I had a little practice tonight. You did. Yeah. All right. So you sent so, the kick drum case. Yeah, and and I watched the whole show from there. And he had this like foot long mohawk, and he was playing pork pie drums. And nice. And at the end of the night, they're packing up, and he hands me a pair of sticks. Mm-hmm. And they were Promark, and they were. I still have them. 
Yeah. Promark Natural 5As. Yes. You know and what's funny about that? I played Natural 5A for almost 20 years. And I stopped playing Promark when Diodario bought them out. Really? Yes, because they changed all their they changed all their stuff. They changed the way they make their sticks and I hate them now. Yep. I they I I cannot stand them. That is a dark fucking beer, sir. Yeah, I got a poor beer. Oh, I know he's wearing a Promark hoodie. I see it. And I'm not slamming on Promark, but you yeah. were with me when I went through that shit. I bought two bricks. Yeah. And I went through two bricks in a month. You know, every company has some times where they're ups and downs, but mm-hmm. for me, I've played Promark my whole life. And, you know, with Promark, it's just where I feel at home. That's where I started. That was my first pair of sticks. Right. And I, I remember uh, years ago, uh, after playing Promark, they had this uh, uh, event where if you bought a certain number of product, you get rewards. Right. And oh, I remember that. Yep, yeah. The rewards program and they had. Because yeah. Evans has one, too. Or yeah. they used to. Or you, Yeah. And... Um, it w- <laughs> before internet and cell phones and all that, mm-hmm. you had to cut out the little barcode and Back send in. Back in the day, we had to use scissors, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the fact that I could say I was alive before the internet. Barely, <laughs> but that's but true. Anyway. You were barely alive, but yes. Yeah, and so anyway, I cut out all these barcodes. I had to cut out a hundred of them, send them to Promark, including a piece of paper with my autograph on it, and. I remember my dad sitting there handing me papers. I'm, oh, I don't like that one. Oh, I don't like that oh, one. I've done I'm that signing. before. All right, my my bow CD was just kicking. Oh <laughs> nope, that's that's not right. <laughs> and so anyway, I remember. I remember. It's not st- fair. He can do <laughs> his own initials for his OCD. What do I get? Technically, I'm CDO, which is oh, no, you OCD don't have to explain. Alphabetical oh, order. I know. I get it. Yeah, she, she tells me that too. She's looking at me because she's. She, you got nothing, don't you? See, that's the look of, I'm going to not say anything because he might get in trouble right now. Pretty much. Yep. I don't want to embarrass my man on his own damn show, so I'm just going <laughs> to fuck him up. That's what I'm going to do. Anyway, so I, I cut all these out. And I'm married up. She's fucking smart. Go ahead. Of course she is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I called Pat uh, from the factory, and he goes, oh, so we got your autograph and signature, but, you know, you weren't supposed to fold the paper because now we can't put it in our scanner or, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, the screener. Yeah. Uh, oh, so there I go. I start signing a bunch of other papers, and I put it in an envelope and I bubble wrap the envelope and I put it in a box and I bubble wrap that and I send it in. A week later, I get a call from Pat again. He's like, dude, you didn't have to go that far. And I said, I have OCD. I, I had to have my signature perfect, and it was bent. I wanted to make sure it didn't get bent so that you can do this. Nice. All right. And so that's when I got my a, a, a brick of five A's, natural five A's with my signature on them. Gotcha. And ever since then, I was like, well, that's really cool. I want to work hard and up to where I can do that. Right. And that was a goal for me, and uh, I managed to be able to do that. And so for me, playing with Promark, being that my first signature was on a Promark stick, and my very first Promark stick was from Andy Redecchio from Five Iron Frenzy. Nice. Uh, I stuck with them, and then there were some times where I, w- I would go through them. All sticks are eventually going to break. Oh, uh, they are. In, and in, in in most of my tight 
friends that are listening to this are going, motherfucker, you hit hard. Of course you go through sticks. Not two bricks in a month. That's retarded. Yeah. I mean. But uh, but a lot of my friends that were playing ProMark at the time, when they did that whole switchover, they, they were having the same issues. Well, see, it, it was funny because I know that exact switchover you were talking about. I was a ProMark artist at the time. And still, still, you I mean, still I are. Still, I still am. Yeah, but uh, I I know exactly that period of time you're talking about because I played the Carter Beaufort signature model back mm-hmm. before uh, he switched to another brand, and that was the perfect stick for me. I used it for 15 years, and I ordered uh, a whole bunch of them in. I was in the studio uh, recording, and uh, Promark sent me my order to uh, the studio, and uh, I opened them up. Uh, that's a little different. But I finished the recording and everything, and I, I called up my rep and I asked him. I said, oh, we got all new retooling, things like this. And so he said, you know, we're getting into new technology. Right. And what he told me, he says, be patient, because with what the tools we have right now, for the best product that we can make, this is what we can do. Gotcha. And he says, it's pretty darn close. And I said, yeah, it's true, but I could still tell a difference. And he goes, well, that's because we have our own sawmill now. And I went, huh, you have your own sawmill. And so ever since then, all I've been seeing is the product just increase in quality and durability. And like So I what said, you're saying is I should go back and give them another try. Sure. Because I don't have a stick endorsement. I've been using Vader because they're the only other company that makes a natural mm-hmm. finish. They call theirs the nude, but. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, who was it? Zildjian made one, too, for a while, and I can't remember what they called Can't it. use Zildjian. I'm endorsed by Sabian. That would be wrong. Well, actually, both companies <laughs> are owned now by huh? the same company. They're both owned by the same company now. Zildjian owned really? Birth of it, if I remember right. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. All I know is if I use Zildjian sticks with Sabian symbols, my rep would kick my ass. So I don't even want to go down that road. Yeah, yeah. Logic let's, just, let's just play this safe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for me, uh, Promark's been there my whole life. And, yeah, I mean, every drummer's dabbled in other brands and stuff, but I always came home, and that's for me is uh, that's home for me. And I... I have uh, three different models that I use. I have an in-town stick, I have a teaching stick, and then I have an everyday, you know, touring stick. And I love all three, and they all last me, you know. And like I said before, eventually every stick's going to break. Oh, full for sure. But is a stick that I don't necessarily break going to break on you? It could be. It could be that your symbols are at a different angle. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, you hit more rim shots than the other person. Oh, I, Whatever for the me case personally, I know that. I know I do. But I'm yeah. also very, very accurate. My stick's always break in the same spot. Me too. Every time. Me too. And uh, it's funny. We're, we're at the NAMM show, and uh, you hear all these guys, and I'm like, I don't know who you, that guy is, but I know who that is. I knew, you know, all these different guys. And, oh, yeah, giving them a talk about, oh, these sticks don't break. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> if they're made of wood, they're going to fucking break, what, dude. But what you just said is you just found the right stick for you. Yep. Doesn't necessarily mean it's for somebody else. Mm-mm. Now, do yeah, I recommend Promark. Are you going to use the same model that I use? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe a different model will work really good for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, will that tell, model work good for me? Probably not. I tell people that all the time when they ask me, because I'm a Sabian artist, they ask me the, those questions as far as, well, what do you recommend for, for symbols? What should I get? What should I get? Well, first of all, it depends what you're doing. Sure. What kind of music are you doing? Then it depends on how hard you hit. Then it depends on 
what your volume levels are and what you're allowed to get away and with. And also what room you're playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's also the same thing for snare drums. And the funny thing is, is, is I had to talk with a guy today. He came up to me at the show, and he's like, you, you love snare drums. And I said, well, yeah, but he goes, what about cymbals? And, you know, I know some guys who are, like, all about both. And, you know, for me, cymbals, uh, I've been the kind of guy, I get my stash, I, you know, I have what I need for what I do. Right. Do I have a, a variety? Yeah, of course. I have to have that as a professional. But I'm not the kind of guy who's going to have a million cymbals. And, you know, I probably have 50 or 60 or something like that. But, you know, when it comes to snare drums, I view it as even more so mm-hmm. than cymbals. See, honey, it's not just me. Carry on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carry on my way. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only time my wife will ever hear me sing. <laughs> I'll edit it out if you need me to. Just text me later. <laughs> Please do. No, no. Siri, because you said that? Text. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not going to happen. No, but, uh, you know, when it comes to cymbals, you're absolutely right. You know, a, a rock drummer's not going to show up with, like, a light, hazy ride. No, it's just not going to happen. And you Same. can't do you can't do the opposite either. It's it's It goes back to when I was teaching when guys would try to or students especially would try to pit like a Joey Jordison against a John or a Steve Jordan oh gosh you you can't you do can't. that no they're not even on the same fucking level they're both amazing players but you can't they're not interchangeable and people don't get that and it just it drives me nuts but symbols are the same gears the same way yeah, no, you're totally right. Now, it, just like I said with cymbals, you know, come up with some sort of light, hazy cymbal. A rock drummer's not going to show up with it. No. The rock drummer's going to show up with a six and a half by fourteen brass. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, versus he's not going to show up with a piccolo. Mm-mm. And whenever I see a drummer playing in a rock band with a three by thirteen piccolo, it, I just want to go up and talk to him and be like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> You're cranking that thing, and you're telling me why are you going through heads so much? You're trying I have to this accomplish visual a in sound. My head of, you <laughs> fucking come here. We need to have a talk. Come here. Come over here. No, yeah. you're right. I, I I do the same thing. But then again, that's the beauty of drums and all that shit is is to each their own. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. And but you know, please but do some research. People. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm a snare drum guy. I am. I love snare drums. Can I tell you about what I just bought? What did you just buy? <laughs> You've seen pictures of my rig, uh-huh. my Gretsch rig. Well, your drum rig. Everybody knows I call it my rig, but yes. No, not that rig. That's a joke. My rig. <laughs> my Gretsch rig. Um, I I ordered it in the summer, and I just got it in Thanksgiving. They built, Gretsch built me a 6.5 by 14 matching snare for oh. my USA custom maple Ooh, kit. Ooh, and that blue... In that blue, Ooh, it's all over. What kind of hoops Instagram. you put on that? Uh, they punch? have um, no. They uh, fuck. They have a name. Gretsch has their own name for it. It's it's essentially halfway between a die cast and a triple flanged. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forget what they call it because it's not exactly. I know there's one company that makes one that's directly in the middle. Um, Gretsch is not directly in the middle. But it, that's basically what it is, and yeah. I can't remember what their name for it is off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Well, sweet one. Congratulations. Oh, it's new it's Snare Drums Day yes. for you. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. I love it so much. My precious. Huh? My precious. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but, like, for me and snare drums, 
it just opened up a whole new world for me. Mm-hmm. And I started just collecting and collecting and collecting and collecting. And it got to the point where I would go do a run, whether I'm hitting pawn shops or drum shops or wherever, I would start educating myself. And one of the best moments I had happened a couple of weeks when I walked into a guitar center and the guy behind the counter run, you know, comes up to me and goes, hey, Bo, thank, I, thank you for coming in. And I said, oh, cool. And he goes, can you tell me what this snare is? Can you tell me what that snare is? Oh, and nice. I said, okay, so, well, that's a sick and a half, you know, hammered Black Beauty, you know, P85 throw, <laughs> triple five hoops. <laughs> and I said, that's a D-dub concrete, chrome <laughs> hardware, uh, true hoops, and... <laughs> <laughs> Mac throw off on butt plate. I'll take my five percent commission right now. And he goes, he goes, thank you. I don't know what I would do without you. And I said, I don't know either. <laughs> and it just came out of my mouth. But I, I realized Can I have your when employee it, discount now. Yeah, I realized uh, when I got to my car, it's like I'm thankful for that because I could help spread that knowledge. And all those you know years upon years, and even still now, sitting out back at the shop, just looking on your phone, checking out snare drums. Oh yeah. You know, even making snare drums, I love doing, and even appreciating mm-hmm. other. When builders. you were burying yours in the backyard, you put the one up in the tree. Uh yeah, I, 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 I pay the attention, one. fucker. I know, I know. And Bitch, uh, please, girl, don't trip. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say when I got up here, girl? I ain't even tripping. <laughs> no, I don't even know how to trip. Oh yeah, I don't even know how to trip. That uh-huh. was pretty funny. So, no, but, but like when it comes to snares, you got so many different materials. Oh, is yeah. brass going to do something that is maple going to do? Not necessarily. But you get guys like Bill Dedimore from Pork by Percussion who have the brilliant idea, in my opinion, oh, let's combine the both. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I played on a, I can't remember if it was six and a half or seven deep by 14 pork pie, uh, you know, maple with a sheet of brass in the center. And it was just perfect. Nice. And I asked Bill, I said, when can I get one of these? (laughs) (laughs) And he's had those out a few years now, I think now, at least maybe three years, I think. And that's, that's the one that's on my radar now. And it has been for a while. And and every time he gets to those shells, I've always missed out on timing or whatever, but that's, it's like, you know, you get those hybrids. It's just absolutely beautiful. Or like Cooper Cooten, uh, love that dude. He's good dude. And, uh, you know, he makes a wonderful product. I have one of his, uh, snares and it's one of my favorites goes with me to every session. It's a, Six and a half by uh, 14 rosewood and stainless. It's a one of one, actually, nice. which makes it kind of even more special for me. That know. is true. I, I do have a lot of sentimental value to my drums. I, I, I will admit that. I will admit oh, that. Oh, I have, most of my Louisville people know I have, I call it the perpinkle rig because nobody can really make up their mind what color it is. Uh, it's like a fuchsia pink. Um, and I've had that rig for probably 25 years. And I haven't played it in five or six years. And I will probably never play it again. But I'll never get rid of it. On on a side note, you remember how I told you this spot that we're at right up here is my favorite spot. It's all nice and quiet. And but you know the show's overgrown now, and that there's other people here. Mm-hmm. I think I just got an idea. What? Every time I come to this spot, I'm gonna wear headphones and a microphone because nobody will bother us. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about Taz real quick? <laughs> Holy fuck! No, seriously. Ozzy for ten years. I'm a road manager. I, Dude, oh, shut up. Go the fuck away. Anyway. I mean, seriously, nobody's come up and bothered us, and that, that's what you want up here. I know. I mean, before we started this, people were coming up left and right. Mm-hmm. No, but anyway, on, when it comes to snares and 
and doing cool stuff to them, you know, in a lot of ways you got to go, how do you be innovative? Oh, absolutely. And that's one thing I love about coming to these shows is, yeah, you could do a different finish, but have you come up with a different shell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some cool shit downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it, like I said, I've been to the to the Nashville name several times, and that doesn't even hold a candle to the shit I saw. And and you go to Oof. the Nashville one because it's closer to you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not sugarcoating anything or playing the victim, but I mean, it's expensive to get out to fucking Anaheim. I live in Kentucky, dude. Seriously? Yeah, it's it, not fucking cheap. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not yeah. cheap to come out here. No, e- even just as an attendee. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the boost just I mean. Just the outrageous cost of these booths. Oh, yeah. Just to rent the booth, but then you had to pay for the carpet. Then you had to pay for the drape, and you're not allowed to put it up. You had to pay a union to do that. Oh, yeah. You're not allowed to carry your gear in. They have to do that for you. Oh, yeah, fuck all that. And Ugh. it's just outrageous expensive, yet alone the cost of making the drums, mm-hmm. paying your employees to make them. It's just outrageous. And so for you know all these companies to go and get frustrated about all the noise complaints you're getting, all these guys just coming and bashing on drums, all you're doing is hurting their business. Oh, yeah. You I, I, you will never see me sit down and bash on a set of drums. Mm-hmm. I never have, never will. I bought a bunch I, of sticks from Vader. I brought one I got them sticks. cheap. Well, I got them cheap here because I didn't even think about bringing uh, any because I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to hit anything. I was just going to go look, and I, I, I think I tapped on, obviously I hit pretty much every Sabian symbol that was at the booth because yeah. I'm a Sabian artist and they have a new line and all kinds of shit. But See, for me, I bring I one pair a whole of sticks. Lot of stuff. I, huh? I bring one pair of sticks and, and oh, oh, and here's the best part. Uh, <laughs> I, I see a lot of these drummers walking around and they have a whole stick bag full of sticks. So oh, they, yeah. Those are going to get confiscated at the door and you're going to be broke trying to buy sticks. Yep. Don't bring them. One, because you don't want to be that guy banging around on these drums because nobody really cares. No, they don't give two shits. All, all you're doing is being a nuisance, and you're you're disrupting the business being connected. Oh, and I'll tell you the truth. The only reason I bought the Vader sticks is because when the dude told me how much they were at the booth, I went, uh, yeah, I'll take five. <laughs> hey, there you go. And, you know, and, and yeah, that does happen. You know, there are times where companies here at, at the show, they don't want to have to pay to ship back all the product they shipped here. No, which They'll is why it. I'm bummed that I'm leaving so early tomorrow because I really wanted to come tomorrow yeah. to get the free swag shit that they're mm-hmm. going to be giving away. And, and, and talking about like how expensive it is to come here, like for me, I I this is my 19th NAM show, and that's including the summer NAMs. Really? Yeah. And uh, I would come all four days just to make sure you saw everything. Yeah. I, last year I came two days and I'm like I'm good. That's that's what we did, you know. And I saw I managed I used my time wisely. Yeah, I kept getting stopped and or I see something. Oh, there's a squirrel, <laughs> you know. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. <laughs> I wonder where I got that line. Oh, but yeah, I, I gave you that line. Sorry, uh, squirrel. I owe, I owe you a nickel. You uh, I'll collect later. Can we talk about the A and F booth before we get out of here though? Okay. Did you go by their booth? Uh, I did briefly. Oh. I would never own it because it. I would be too scared to move it around. But those fucking drums are beautiful. Here, here, here's. I have a thing for old cars. I will agree. Now, so it's it it's kind of got that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. I uh, love their shit. Here's the thing for me. Okay. A and F. Do they make a wonderful product? Absolutely. Would I buy one? Probably not. Oh, I will never buy one. I'll tell you straight up, I never would. But and they're beautiful. I. I 
now I'm going I'm, I'm probably going to kick myself in the butt because chances are probably next week I'm probably going to end up with one in my <laughs> shop. <laughs> 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 but here, here's hey, the deal. Hey, look what I text me first so I can tell you I was wrong, you were wrong. Here's yeah, right. Here's the deal. Are they readily available? Not necessarily. Mm-mm. Um, and they are a full-on custom shop. Yeah, and you know, you got the the point of coming ham is for the dealers. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's no buying direct, and you know, if you are buying direct, it's probably because you're endorsed. Yep. And. You know, with the ANF, they make a wonderful product. I'm not going to deny that. Mm-hmm. I've played their drums. They're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they doing something unique? Sure. I'm not going to deny that. But the issue is the last few years, I've gone to their booth to play, and I haven't been able to actually hear the sonic value of their drums because uh, there's promotion of being loud yep. in their booth. And I can't actually hear what I want to hear. Yep. No, I get that. And would I love to hear them? Absolutely. Uh, I, I know uh, a shop up in, in Seattle, Don Bennis, just got some in, and I wanted to go, but I, I think they're gone already. No, I wouldn't and, and that And, you know, I personally play pork pie in studio and live, and but everybody knows I collect drums. I collect snares. Everybody knows I have a bunch of different stuff. Would I love to have an A&F? Absolutely. But the only time I'm able to see them is at NAM, and while I'm here, yeah, it's, you just it's can't. just too hard to hear. Yep. What what and all are you doing now? Like, who all are you playing with? <laughs> um, I'm playing with a gal named Rachel Morgan Perry. I play local. Um, I came off the road for a while because I became a dad, and I told my wife, I said, honey, I'm okay with that. You know, I've, I've played every venue I wanted to play. I've done what I wanted to do, and, you know, I love you, and, you know, we're pregnant and I want to be here. And so, and that was fine. And some opportunities came and, you know, you, you always got to weigh them out. You always got to oh, weigh yeah. them out. And were they right? Were they wrong? Sure. And you, you got to pick your battles. And I feel like I made the right decisions. But uh, my thing is I've always wanted to say that I play drums for a living. Mm-hmm. That I make a living playing drums. And reason being is because I want to say that I never had to go to work. Right. Um, so, I mean, I still record. I still teach. Uh, I'm in Seattle now. I teach five days a week. I have a full schedule on a waiting list of two years. Nice. Which is thank- I'm thankful for that because Lord knows diapers are expensive. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so I do that and still play local. Um, I've done some road stuff and I do clinics and... <sighs> Like I said, record. I still make a living playing drums. And it's funny. I'm going to tell you a story. I know you guys wanted a story. All right? And this one just popped in my head. <laughs> I like how you're looking at Stacy when you say that. Well, she's the one that wanted a story. <laughs> okay. Stacy loves story so, time. Uh, I've been off the road, and I've taken regular jobs before. A lot of musicians have. Oh, yeah. Even I have one now. Yeah. I and go through spurts where I've gone eight, nine years and not had to work, and now I'm, I have to work again. And it is what it is. I'm not complaining about and it. There's anyway, n- go ahead. There, there's nothing wrong with that. And even No, because it, we have a saying in Louisville. Our power company is called lg e Those motherfuckers don't care where their money comes from. They want their money. Well, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, I even know polished seasoned musicians who don't need to get a job, who got a job just because they were bored. Oh, yeah. Right? And so... I would take jobs, and I was horrible at them. <laughs> I, I was fired from the buckle for not being a team player because I refused to pay for a belt out of my own pocket because we 
didn't meet the Christmas goal for our boss to get his bonus, I was fired for that. I thought about going to work there so I could get the clothes, but <laughs> anyway, but like fuck that. One thing that I've learned since being a professional musician is you often have to prove your income. Mm-hmm. Like you, it, there's none of this, you know. Who do you work for? You know, sh- who's your boss? Can we call your boss? Well, I am my boss. Yeah, I'm my <laughs> boss. You know, uh, applying for apartments or stuff like that. Well, the hardest time I ever had to prove my income was to my father-in-law. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, my wife, she's way better looking than I'll ever be. Well, she, fucking duh. I know. She's half black, half white. And damn. <laughs> 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 right? Um, her dad's is six foot six, African-American. But, no, what happened was is I would constantly... We were long distance at the time. All right? So it's not like Hannah was there when, when we were dating. It was just, who's this guy in our living room? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to... Yeah, you know, I'm a great. I'm I'm a good guy. Hey, <laughs> oh, how you doing? <laughs> right, and I I started to build up a relationship with her dad, and I would call him all the time and everything, and it was great. But um, he would constantly go, "How are you going to provide for my daughter?" Ah, old school, old school. Mm-hmm. Now I will admit, I am old school as well, right? And <laughs> it's one of those moments where. You go, did I really just do that? (laughs) 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 I wonder if my wife even remembers this. I tell this story all the time. He goes, how are you going to provide for my daughter? Well, I record, I'll teach, I'll tour, I I do this, I drum tech, I build drums, I repair. My life is based around drums, and I make a living. Right. And keep in mind... You know, I'm a scrawny white guy versus him being big and tall. <laughs> and he says this. He goes, well, you're not Bon Jovi. So how are you going to make a living for my daughter? <laughs> and I thought, I thought, <coughs> hold on. <laughs> you're comparing me to Bon Jovi while he's re- listening to gangster rap? <laughs> Right, <laughs> I'm like stereotype much. It could have been Elton John, but <laughs> I'll take that. You're not Bon Jovi. <laughs> As you just spilled your drink, I almost spilled my drink. That was good. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So I got nothing. Carry on. I got tired of this. This would happen every week, and I finally. You know, he says, hey, try this new beer. And I try a new beer, and we're kicking back. We're playing horseshoes. Right. And I, I got tired of it. He goes, how are you going to provide for my daughter? And I finally said, with all due sex. With all oh, due with all due sex? <laughs> That's how I'm going to provide for your daughter, sir, with all due sex. <laughs> with all due respect, sir. <laughs> okay, now that jacket's fucking pimp. I, like, I would agree. I like, I like, I like the that tails. Jacket. Yeah, I like the tails too. Here, ask him to turn around because I want to see the front. No, it's got lapels. Does it? I'm pretty positive. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, there's some total <laughs> crazy outfits downstairs. Powerpuff pink 
cupcake girl we saw yesterday. So that bitch was wearing a fucking loofah. Oh no! Wait till you see the trench coats downstairs. Oh shit! Oh, I missed that. That's oh, a dope jacket. That is totally a dope jacket. I would totally wear that. Wow. I do see the boots, but that jacket's fucking dope. Okay, anyway. Anyway, so. W- with all due sex. <laughs> I was like, with all due respect, sir. With, yeah, with all due sex, sir, I'm now Bon Jovi's drummer. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is like every four or five years, I actually get on a kick. Really, I actually really do like Bon Jovi. <laughs> no, but anyway, so we're playing Show's over. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> I said to the guy, I said, with all due respect. I'll provide for your daughter better than you ever will. Oh. And I was confident about it. And I had that moment going, God, I wish Hannah said triple meat right now. (laughs) (laughs) Say for it. Say for it. Say for it. (laughs) My father-in-law goes, all right, we're going to sell this once and for all. And I'm scared shitless. (laughs) You should be. And he goes, I guarantee I have more money. Right. Now, I get so it. So he he went there. He went there. Wow. I, I didn't say that. He went there. And I'm like, all right, I thought about this. I could either go on and take it like a man if I lose. Right. Or never have to hear about it for the rest of my life. Right? 50-50 shot. 50-50 shot. And then I thought, well, it's the same for him. <laughs> and I said, well, okay, well, how do you want to do this? And I'm racking my brain going, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? How I do just, I get out of this? I had just done a run, and I had just gotten paid. And he goes, we're going to get on our phones. We're going to open our bank account. We're going to go three, two, one. No shit. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay. If I lose, I'm going to hear about it. Right? And I will gladly hear about it because I'm a man. And I lost. And we went three, two, one. And we showed. And he had my extensor, a lot of your theater in his account. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I said, I'm amazed you didn't trust me. And he goes, I will never ask you again. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yep. And so, for me, it's like we were all here tonight. And we're all joking, sharing stories, laughing. And you're like, hey, where are you going, Bo? I'm like, I'm going to go do the night-night prayer for my kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did do that. To me, that's what life's all about right now. You did do that. Is sharing stories, being friends, building drums, and uh, you know, having to take a break from the NAM show to uh, go do the night-night prayer to put my kid to sleep over well, FaceTime. And you should do that. And I think that is an awesome place to end. Oh, I could go all night long. No, I know you could. Mm-hmm. But I think we should end it there. Because that way, I have proof and, what's the word, the carrot I can dangle that you're going to come back on the show. Oh, I'll come back on the show with more. Yes. But you're wanting to get off because you're tired. And I, I'm the one who hasn't been to bed yet. I have officially... Oh, no, 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 no. no. I don't want to get off because I'm tired. Oh, so we're going to go party. <laughs> oh, yeah. What am I going to do? Drink Coke and watch you get hammered with my wife? No, there's a little thing called Uber now. Wait, that could be kind of cool, though. No. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Everywhere we've gone in Anaheim, we've taken an Uber. I just really don't drink. I really don't. Okay. Like, well, seriously. Then, okay, so Uber's on you. 
All right. <laughs> no, but uh, thank you for having me on, man. It's really been fun. And in just the fact that you and I are still friends after all these years, after having seen each other in a decade. Yep. It's just amazing that, and, and and it's amazing. It just goes to show you that social media really does bring people together when it's used properly. In fucking deed. Now, where can everybody find you? Uh, Boswanger.com. Mm-hmm. I have uh, stuff there. I have hot sauce for sale. I have my own line of hot sauce. Yes. No shit. I do. Do you bring good. me any? No. Dick. <laughs> I do. And he didn't even bring me any. What yeah. a dick. I'm, I'm getting more in stock. Uh, you can find my book, Rhythm Development, on Amazon and in a few stores around the country. And uh, I teach in Gig Harbor. And so, nice. Yeah. And uh, Facebook.com slash Boswanger. Nice. I'm, I'm more so on Facebook. It's funny because one of my endorsers uh, asked me to update some files and stuff to, you know, a couple of months ago. Mm. And, oh, yeah, email it in. Uh, okay. And I emailed, how do I do this? You know, and so I had to tell her today I'm not very tech savvy. So <laughs> I'm good at Facebook. All the others, like the tweeters or whatever they call them. <laughs> Twitter. I know all the tweeters. I know all the tweeters. Yeah, I don't know that. So I, I'm, I'm mainly on Facebook. So, yeah, facebook.com slash Bob Swinger. Nice. Very, very cool. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot before we leave for my hot wife who's sitting here freezing her tits off. Give us one good story from the stage. From the stage. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll tell you a story about how I fell off stage. Yes! It's funny because this is actually... I have one of those, too. That's why I got excited. Okay, so... It, it, it's kind of a long story, but I'm going to share it anyway. No, 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 go ahead. So, and it, it's actually one of the most requested stories I, I I get. I was playing in Colorado. I was doing a local. Mm-hmm. And um, we were, it was an eight foot tall stage, and then there was riser. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head right now what gig it was. It was, it was... I am going to rack my brain. It was in the Pepsi Center. That's right. And so we were in sound check, and it was a private party, so there was no seat, but there was tables. It was like a gala. Right. And I get on the riser. My kit's up there just fine. Everything's good. And after sound check, normally there will be like a railing behind the curtain, and you got the stairs. Well, there was no railing. And I fell. And I hit a bunch of chains on the way down, hit my head, and I blacked out on the piano case. Ooh. Um, it was about a 10-foot fall, and I was knocked out for about 45 seconds, they said. Ooh. Uh-huh. And show must go on. So I, I, I played. And it was a sight-reading gig, actually. Mm. And um, played the gig. I went home. I woke up. felt horrible. And I played in the gig for the next three or four nights, and then I did a session. And then I did a church gig on a Sunday and uh, did the gig. And there was a nurse in the audience and actually Reese Roper from Fire and Frenzy. Uh, and he goes, dude, you're not looking good. You're concussed. You need to go to the hospital. And they, I'm like, oh, I got to break down my gear. I'm like, no, you're going now. And come to find out what it was is I, my brain was bleeding. No shit. Not by much. Not by much. And I I broke a couple of ribs on the way down, and I hurt my spine a little bit. And so that's why I kind of have an inverted spine. It kind of goes like that. <laughs> so that's why you walk funny. 
I walk sexy. Not funny. <laughs> it's them jeans, dog shoot. Daisels. <laughs> Literally. Daisels. <laughs> anyway, so I go to the hospital and they tell me this. And you've heard me say during this conversation that I have Bo CD. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, okay. Well, CD Bo. Yeah, once you know, your brain's bleeding a little bit, and we can drill a little hole up here and drain it out. But you can't be in loud environments for six months. Jenga down again. Yeah. And you can't play drums. And I said, so you're basically saying I can't make a living for six months. I'm going to sit on the couch. Yeah. And I said, okay, if you're going to make me sit on the couch with a hole in my head, can you at least put one on the other side so it's even? <laughs> And they said, no, we can't do that. And I said, well, you got to think of another way. They came back, and he goes, do you like beer? And I said, well, I, yeah, I like, I like beer. He goes, I want you to drink a couple beers every night. And I said, okay, well, first, my Jewish mother is not going to believe this. So I need you to write this down <laughs> on a prescription. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on paper, sir. Drink drink a couple beers every night. And he had the idea. And apparently, like, you have some beers, your brain swells up, and you sober up in the morning, it shrinks back down, sucking the blood back in. Well, apparently it works because I'm here. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, there was also a time where I came out on stage and there was baby powder on the snare drum. <laughs> totally just blew up. And, like, big cloud of powder in my face. There was also a time I came out on stage and all my drums were detuned. Oh. Uh, there was also... Oh. Oh. So, y- years ago, one of the first times I was ever playing along the tracks, mm-hmm. I came out and there was an intro for, like, however many seconds. I can't even remember. And time comes for me to play. And I come out and I can't find any sticks. I look down my stick bag, they're all gone. <laughs> so here we are, here the band comes in, no sticks. <laughs> so You've had some shitty friends in your life. <laughs> <laughs> She's all, hey, let's fuck with Bo, hide all his gear. The the best part is I, I got lucky on that one because that was a local and that was uh who uh that was that was the band Kyle. Yeah. God, what was his last name? Uh it was this local guy from Denver, Kyle something, I can't remember. But he pulled that on me. <laughs> and then a stage manager comes out and hands me one. <laughs> and I'm playing one-handed, and he comes out and hands me another one halfway through the song. And I, I had to play the whole set with that one song, hoping to God they weren't going to break. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that that was great. That's funny. All, all these memories are coming up. right back. <laughs> I know you asked for one story, so there's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you approve of those stories, my darling? She does. All right, sweet. My battery's about to die. That's the real reason I'm ending the show for real. <laughs> well, I've had a blast with you guys, and we are going to do this again. I would yes, love to be back on. Yes, we are. How about we do it at Summer Name if you go? Yeah. Because I'm not that far from Nashville, and I'll probably be down there. I'm farther away from Nashville than I am here. Do you think? Uh, yeah, but I I'd still would love to go once. Well, if you go, we again. will hook it up. We once will hook it up again. anyway, and yeah. I will make sure to tag all your shit in the bio of this show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Dude, thanks for taking the time. You're awesome, my brother. You are as well. 
I will talk to you soon. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Steve Owens from Fascination Street Podcast here with a very important message. I'm awesome. I bet you thought I was going to say something else, but nope. What's important here is that I am awesome. I have a podcast called Fascination Street, and it allows me to bring to my listeners some of the most fascinating stories and guests. I started this show because I truly believe that everybody has a story, and I'm fascinated to hear those stories. In the short time I've been doing this show, I've interviewed actors, directors, writers, inventors, podcasters, musicians, pro athletes, Olympic athletes, actual war heroes, even a Bond girl and a luthier, whatever the hell that is, and of course, regular people. From people who wanted to be stars but never gave it a real try, to big company CEOs and people who got to meet their favorite president. I love getting to meet and speak with people who have a story to tell. I feel like everyone does, and it's my job to get them to tell it. You never know who my next guest will be. An Academy Award-winning actor, a platinum-selling musician, or your own mother-in-law. But one thing is for certain, you will be fascinated by their story. So come take a walk with me down Fascination Street. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, FascinationStreetPod.com. Well, that's it, kids. That's the show for the week. I hope you got something out of it. I'm sure you got a few laughs. Bo's a funny motherfucker. We had a really, really good time hanging out at the Hilton. Uh, We actually left the Hilton and went to another hotel. Maybe the Sheraton. I don't remember. Not real sure. We sat around a table that had a, a like a fire pit in the middle of it and hung out with this DJ, an actual DJ, like a record spinning DJ, not DJ Ashba. Stacy was there. She would have, she might have fucking stayed in Anaheim. I'm not real sure. She's got a thing for DJ Ashba, but we won't tell her that. Don't say I said anything. But we ended up hanging out with him and his girl, and it was really cool. Uh, hung out for a while, and then we went to IHOP and spent a shit ton of money for fucking pancakes. But we already told you that story. But it was really cool to see Bo. It was awesome to catch up with him in person. We've uh, Over the years, we've messaged each other quite a bit, given each other advice, and looked at each other's gear and pictures of snare drums and all this shit. And... So it's really, really awesome to be able to connect with him in person and record it for not only for my personal gain, but for your guys' benefit, too. I got a show out of it. Uh, You guys will get a new drummer you can follow and check in on. Uh, Like I said, he's an awesome dude. He's a great player, and you guys need to keep up with him. So uh, that's it. I'm done talking. I'm out of shit to say. Seriously, I'm done. That's it. Except that one thing. Homework. Use the front door in my website to go to Amazon. Please, and thank you very much. So that's it. I'm out of here. I'm splitting. I got shit to do. And speaking of shit to do, as I say at the end of every episode, go do some shit. Seriously, beat it. Get fuck out of here. Go practice. Go rehearse. Go rehearse with your band. Go have a full dress rehearsal. Go rehearse in front of mirrors. That's really fucking awesome. Or record your rehearsals and then listen back to it a couple days later with fresh ears. You can pick it apart. It's great. It's fantastic shit. So until next time, I will talk at you soon.